You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the 415ers podcast. It's always brought to you on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That is Mark Grandy. I am Evan Giddings. Please give, please give us a follow on social at 415ers. Mark, okay, so the, the second place we want to go today is to the NFL draft. And I want to sort of start leading up to next week's draft. And the 49ers won't be picking on the first day in all likelihood. But I want to kind of go through what we've talked about on this podcast, which is the areas of need, starting first, I think, with the most glaring positions. And that at the top of the list, at least the top of our list, is the offensive line. And there's a few names that have been floating around and and obviously third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. uh, It it all depends on who's on the board, but there have been a few names that have been tossed around 49ers draft circles that I think are interesting. So I do want to start today with the offensive linemen and particularly the tackles, because that is where they are. And they have the least amount of depth with, you know, Daniel Brunskill now in Tennessee, Mike McGlinchey now in Denver, Colton McKivitt slated to be likely the offensive right tackle this year. What are some names that, that you've seen that, that kind of attract you uh, when it comes to offensive linemen the 49ers could be targeting? This is a little difficult because, I mean, of course, when you want to you know start diving into draft prospects, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, it's, all right, this guy, I've got him as a first-round grade. He's going early. He's, he's a top 50 draft pick. Uh, and the reality is that's just simply not going to work for the 49ers because – I mean, their first pick is what, 98 or 99 or whatever it is. And they have like a string of three three picks and, and a four-pick span right around that 100 number. Um, so you need to get, obviously, into the third round. Um, you mentioned tackles. I agree with you, obviously, right tackle is the most important spot. Before I get to some names, um, I think what the 49ers should be going for, Evan, is versatility. Because you're not going to be able to get, say, you know, the second best tackle prospect in the draft. You're just simply not going to be able to do that. Um, so how do you maybe try to make up for, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of less talent, you know, physical ability? I think it's by drafting guys who have played multiple positions, who have shown that they have the the mental capacity to do that, because that's part of offensive line play, specifically in the 49ers system, given all of their different formations, all of the motions, their zone run scheme. I know we broke a handful of run plays down from the most recent season here on, on the podcast. Um, it it takes some brain power to run this 49ers offensive system, specifically the run game. So I think you need guys who, you know, have good mentals, who are strong in that regard. And I think a, a telltale sign of that is guys that have played multiple positions. Um, so that's kind of been my my focus as I go through and, and look for some guys. And then I, you know, I, I try to find some guys that are mocks and expected to be picked later because, again, the Niners won't have a pick early. Um, and you come up with a couple of names. The first guy I'll throw out to you is uh, Nick Saldaveri uh, from Old Dominion, who is probably going to be a, a later round draft pick. He played a lot of positions and, you know, a a lot of the drawbacks are, well, is he physical enough? Uh, You know, does he have enough success? Can he, can he, you know, really hold up against NFL rushers? 
but he can play multiple positions. I think that's where the 49ers go in this draft. One, because, yes, they do need to fill that right tackle spot, at least in the future. But the Niners have always been a team where they they try to mix and match as much as anyone else on the offensive line. So I think versatility really matters. And that's how I've kind of focused my uh, my draft prep in that regard, because I think that's how the 49ers think. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. And another thing I also want to mention, which you kind of alluded to, is the fact that any guy that the 49ers take in the latter half of the draft is most likely going to have a flaw or yes. something wrong with them. <laughs> Multiple that, flaws. Probably. That's the reason why they're they're falling as far as they do. And who knows if they'll opt to take, you know, an offensive lineman with their one of their third round picks. I, I still feel like, you know, a cornerback or an edge rusher might be at least based on the value and the position in the draft more of an option for the 49ers because in all honesty, from what I've been reading, Mark, the offensive tackles in this draft are not nearly as deep as a lot of other position groups. Uh, but as far as some of the names that I've been looking at, and you talked about versatility, I think a guy like Tyler Steen from Alabama who played 13 games at left tackle this past season would probably need some seasoning and wouldn't be able to plug in as like a day one uh, starter, maybe even a backup, might need a season to, to kind of get a grasp of like you're talking about that zone run scheme. But early in his career, after transferring, um, you know, he played defensive tackle. So this guy has played both ways. He has versatility, of course, not in the offensive line, but also defensive line. And so I think in, in an understanding of what both sides of the football are trying to do could be something that the 49ers could be able to take advantage of. Um you know, I, I mean, another name that I've seen on a lot of mocks has been Blake Freeland. Uh, he's this monstrosity of a man. He's six <laughs> foot eight, you know, 300 plus pounds from BYU and has been working out with Joe Staley, of all people, for the San Francisco, former San Francisco 49 I should say. Um, you know, he runs just under a, a, four, a five 40 yard dash, which is pretty damn good for a guy of that size. So those would be kind of the, the first two names that I would I would throw out and that I've seen connected to the 49ers that they apparently have interest in. But again, maybe another team finds value in these guys and they decide to scoop them up earlier, or perhaps they're able to fall and the 49ers can grab some value in the later rounds. Yes, that's the hard thing about your number one need being offensive tackle, uh, because that's the number one need for a lot of teams. So there's <laughs> there's a, a lot of competition for many of these guys. Uh, throw out a, another couple of names. Uh, Walter McClendon at Georgia. Uh, he's also a guy that's been able to play multiple positions throughout his career. Obviously, he's had a ton of team success winning back-to-back national championships with Georgia. Uh, you mentioned a tackle from BYU, another from the state of Utah, Braden Daniels out of the University of Utah. Uh, played 49 games in his career, and he was a first-team All-Pac-12 player uh, this most recent season. He's definitely going to be drafted. He's not a potential, you know, undrafted seventh round pick guy. He will be drafted if the 49ers uh, try to go after him. They might need to do it with one of their earlier picks. And then one other that I, I could throw out as a potential really late pick or maybe even undrafted is Jackson Kirkland, uh, who played mostly guard at the University of Washington over his career, but has played elsewhere and reports are that he might be able to uh, play tackle specifically on the right side of the offensive line. Um, so those are some other names, but again, I think 
you do have to try to kind of follow a mold. What kind of offensive lineman do the 49ers like? And then you you dig through it that way because otherwise it could get a little difficult and monotonous trying to sort through all of these guys. Sure, they're talented. This guy's better than that guy, yada, yada, yada. But does Kyle Shanahan think that he can handle and run this 49ers offensive system? I think that's how you kind of weed out a lot of these guys. Well, I think the one thing that they have to do is run block. I mean, whether you're a serviceable pass blocker is fine. I mean, Mike McGlinchey was a fine pass blocker. I think better than people give him credit for, but he was dominant in the run game, and that's where everyone needs to be good for the 49ers because that's what they want to do. Uh, so a couple of other names. I don't know if they're attainable, um, but a guy like Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse has been, at least according to scouting reports, a great run blocker inconsistent in terms of the pass. He was, at least from what I was reading, kind of receiving second round grades. So there might be a position where the 49ers would be able to trade up to try and go get him. Another one, uh, Wanya Morris out of Oklahoma might be taken before 99 where the 49ers have their first pick, but people always like long arms and offensive linemen and big hands. And this guy's got as good measurables as Trent Williams. So, you know, there's a reason that he'll be, Potentially in that range, um, because let's, let's face it, nobody has as quick feet as Trent Williams at that size. But uh, those are a couple of names that the foreigners might be able to go get if they'd like to move up. Um, so I, I don't know, Mark. Like I, I, I will say this: I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're able to do in the draft. And usually, like I don't pay much attention to kind of anywhere beyond the second round because it, oftentimes you haven't heard of a lot of these guys. But because the 49ers have such few holes to fill in that each and every person that they select will have a purpose and I think will draw a lot of interest compared to a bunch of the other, you know, third through sevens that we're seeing around the NFL. The other thing is um, the 49ers have consistently found great talent in the third round and beyond. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the best players on their roster right now, obviously Nick Bosa, not he was, uh, you know, first round top 10 pick but fred warner george kittle uh even way further down in the draft talanoa hufunga just a couple of years ago he was fantastic uh there's a, a lot of history of the 49ers being able to to identify some of these guys uh the other thing i'll add on kind of jokingly uh if if they want to move up you know one way to do it evan is to trade trey lance <laughs> so i mean you can get be getting a seven too Oh, yeah, not getting a seventh, but no, hey, no. I think there's probably a team out there that, that would give the Niners a second round pick. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> They're not getting this, a second? For Trey Lance? Would you give up a second for Trey Lance? I might take a shot in the dark. Yeah. See if it works out. You, you it, it could be the best trade in your team's history. Could be. Could be the worst one in San Francisco eh. 49ers history. Oh, yeah, that, that could be true. <laughs> we'll right. see.